buried alive. Buried alive. Come! Come! Episode 28 The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. My name is Bill McGonnell get me out of here. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. So I opened the letter, and I was reading it, and it goes, Congratulations, you have just been nominated for a podcast award called The Potty. The Potty? So I crumpled it up and threw it away. No, Why? I'm kidding. Right now. That's a joke. We weren't nominated for that would anything. Be good, that would be good. Uh, a good name for uh, an podcast award. awards. The, the Potty? The Potty. Hey, we won a potty. <laughs> Hey, I we you know we want to potty. I need to potty. I need to potty. Everybody, let's potty. Hey guys, it's part two of the Star Trek Extravaganza. We still have Bill McGonagall here. Bill, how are you? I'm great. And we were having so much fun with the last episode. We said, let's keep going. Please don't make sh- me stop. No, we got our ship noise. I haven't gotten through all my material yet. <laughs> okay, let's let's uh. Before we get started, I w- we want you to read a comment for us. Oh, this is, this is just a comment this we got. This was a comment uh, that somebody left us on our website. Trusty on our, uh, Mutsy? On Trusty Mutsy. That's that? Uh, on a, on a, I said website. I meant our message board. Message board. Uh, Trusty Mutsy is his message board name. Uh, he's an artist. He's actually an artist named Harold Jennett, who we're going to get to meet at episode 300. Yes. Nice. Uh, so we just thought uh, you could read that for us. Cool. Posted at uh, 8.04 a.m. Um, I won't read the date. I don't want to you know, date the show <laughs> here. Date us. All right. And, uh, and we quote, I just want to take some time and let you guys know how much I love the show. I honestly think you have the best intro music I've ever heard in any podcast or radio program in general. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. This may well be the funniest podcast I listen to. I loved the Mr. T Mother's Day song. The robotic voice that quips in Korean. And the crazy random tangents. Could you do one a day, please? Awesome. <laughs> if we got paid to do Thank it. You, Harold. No, that was the Thank you, Harold. Thank you, Harold, so much. That actually made my day. pretty much done I now. That. that was There's very nice. Else to read here. Yeah. So. That's fine, <laughs> so stop talking. No, I'm kidding. Thank you, Harold, for... Uh, that really that's, made that's, my day. Yeah, right we've gotten some nice feedback lately, which has been something I never expected. Yeah. So that was pretty... Awesome. With our dozens of listeners. Yeah, we've got like three dozens. Three now. dozens. And we have, I think we have more. Okay, Star Trek. We all love Star Trek. We all love We're Star Trek. We're going to continue talking about Star Trek to the w- to the detriment of our thirty six listeners. <laughs> <laughs> and you, we this should be right up the rally, list. darn it. Yeah, let's. We were rating captains. Let's. Uh, you know yes. what? And and let's start with. We didn't with, get past Archer. It made us so insane. Yes. That we yes. spent like the next forty seven <laughs> minutes on it. We went out late. <laughs> so before let's we, talk before about we it. keep going, let's let's do it. Just a small recap. I'm a Deep Space Nine fan. I'm a Voyager fan. I love the old series. Yes. 
Well, I think all in general we love the original ser- or uh, the next generation. And yeah, that, that's not to say that the others weren't also right. very I, yeah. much worth I've, watching. I've yeah. recently but. started watching the original series on DVD, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, well, that's a way to do it. That's too. a trip, mm-hmm. man. There's, there, there is nothing like watching the originals off DVD, and it is so hard to watch them off TV these days. Yeah, you days. were saying something yeah, about channel, that earlier. We we have a. Uh, a uh, local independent channel that uh, broadcasts them at night, um, Sunday nights, and they do the. the Is it only versions. Sunday night that they do that? It's Sunday nights, but they'll do two. Oh, episodes are they on doing Sundays. those remastered? Yes, versions? that's the whole trick. Is they're doing the re- the remastered episodes? Are they you really see that my cool? Quotation fingers. Mm-hmm. Are they that cool with the new graphics? You know what? I've seen it's, a picture or two. It's subtle at times, um, but um, it, it's it reminds you kind of of the uh, the special editions of Star Wars. It's like, well, it's like the. You know, you saw more stuff at, um, uh, you know, in the Cloud City. You yeah, know, you yeah. saw more stuff out the windows. And it's just, you know, it's a lot of stuff that just, it kind of fills in. They say that the reason they did it is because the original uh, special effects will not hold up to a conversion to HD. Oh, whatever. Which, I mean, that that's the reason for doing it. And I guess that's okay. It seems Lame. to me like, you know, I'm sorry, did George Lucas buy, you know, the Star Trek? <laughs> you know, did he buy the franchise or something? Well, so up and down <laughs> on the conversion. I mean, yeah, it's good. There are um, there are times now. There's one episode in particular. We've seen the Doomsday Machine, I which, seen that which made me a little bit nuts because um, I like the, the way that original ship looked. Well, I thought it was cool. The, you mean the the ice cream cone in space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was cool. We all grew up on that. <laughs> um, but the original treatment um, says that. And I mean, in the original script for the you know when they did it in the '60s, they didn't have the budget to pull this off. But the original conception of the Doomsday Machine was something that was like a couple miles long and was bristling with weapons. I mean, from one end to the other, nothing but weapons. And then you get an ice cream cone in space, which at the time, you know, we're like four years old, and it's it's great, you know? There's nothing better. And you got the captain who goes, you know, don't you think I know that? Maybe yeah. they were drippy weapons. Yeah. Well, Maybe they were I could, you know, I couldn't eat ice cream Dude, cones for two years. Because that episode it scared you? Pure anti-proton. Absolutely pure. I just, man, I, I, Commodore Decker is just, oh, my God. Just... What? I'm I'm sorry. Maybe it's you're I blushing. I should have had those eight beers. You're sweating. Went on here. You're sweating. I am. I'm. I've got goosebumps. Can you see them? <laughs> right there. Right there. No, well, don't look there. Don't look there. <laughs> look. No. Eyes up. Eyes up. Sorry. Up here. Okay. Up, up there. I'm my eyes are up here. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, so yeah, I think it enhances the show. Um, the the way they upgraded just the graphics. They. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad. It it, it doesn't deter. T- me at all, but let me ask. I haven't seen what the new Doomsday ship looks like. What does it was look it like? bristling with weapons? The no, it looked. It was an, just an updated version of an ice cream cone in space. That's smart, which okay. I thought was incredible. Now there are there are shots where the Enterprise, you know, uh, they show shots of the Enterprise like you know flying down the length of the ship, firing yeah. off its phasers. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. really cool. You know, I mean, it it is an improvement. I just don't think the improvement was 100% necessary. I mean, we'll take their word for it that they had to do it for HD. Mm-hmm. And I do look forward to seeing it on HD someday. Obviously, Channel 52, the independent station in Dallas, mm-hmm. is not showing them an HD TV. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because I happen to have an HD TV. <laughs> and you know what? It's really hard to watch standard definition programming you on high definition television. You bragging? Maybe just a little. My parents I'm have so a new sorry. HD TV, and I watch it when I'm there. And, yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, you're um, right. Watching old. 
yeah, watching it, it, old it stuff. It really is. It's like, hard to watch stuff that's in 480i, man. Um, <clears throat> I have standard definition 19-inch Magnavox that is delicious. with a remote control. It's a, ma- oh, it's a man. magnet box. It's a magnet box? Is it, is it a wired remote control? Those are cool. Well, man. it's if it's got the curly know. cord like an old telephone. Yeah, I love that. And I have to if I want to watch it, you know, it's got to warm up. So I got to turn it on five minutes for my for my uh, stories before they start. So Your stories. <laughs> <laughs> my stories are starting. Are you watching your stories again, Frank? I love my oh, guiding light. Oh, well, Rob, Mary. I got to watch Wendy. my stories. So it's time for your nap, Bradley. <laughs> okay, let's continue with this magical right. list. So you, you you had a list of your top seven. Yes. Actually, you had a list of your your top My six. My top six. I named one. Seven. And then I named a second one. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. your top eight captains, which. Yeah. And you know what? The 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 last one you named was actually kind of a kind of a good ship's captain. I, I dug I dug the ship's captain in question. Yeah. Who was uh, okay? So uh, so number seven was uh, Jeffrey Archer. The bottom Lame. of the list. Bottom of the list. Lame. Any, Stupid. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. By any stretch of the imagination. All right. Go well, okay. It wasn't even all his fault. He had bad scripts to work with. Let, all right. Let, let me ask you this. Taking taking it that it's not, that it screwed up the canon of yes. Star Trek completely. Taking it out of the equation. Let's say this is an Elseworth. All right. What did you think of him as a captain? Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. Is your you know is, his, is he on the bottom of your list because that was the show it was Enterprise? Because the show drug him down with it. Okay. Okay. I actually I, I liked his I now, liked his version of a starship captain. I thought you know he, he had a he had a nice personality. Mm-hmm. One day we're going to come up with some rules, some type of prime directive. Let's jump ahead. I'm going to tie right. in your next guy. All right. with a question about Archer. Number six. Number. six. Captain seven. seven. One, two, three, four, five. Dang it. Number seven. Number seven. Captain Harriman. Harriman, who was the captain of Enterprise. The, the Enterprise C. C, which we saw in. Uh, Man, that was a great episode. What was that? No, that, that, was, that was a. Uh, uh, Next, Next Generation episode, right? Next Generation. No, it was, it was no? the. Um, excuse me, I'm drawing a blank. It was the, the bad movie. Generations? Star Trek Generations. Yes. Oh, Star Trek Generations. That was Alan Ruck. Yes. Who who when had a butt so tight if you put a lump of coal in between it, you get a diamond. Okay, that was awful. I went, okay, I want to strike Harriman off the list now, <laughs> and I want to put the girl who was in charge of the Enterprise C in that Next Generation episode where they actually changed the timeline. Yes. And then they had to send her back on a death mission. To restore the timeline, and, and who she, does she did it? And who does she take with her? She takes. She took uh, uh, Yar. That's right. Because Yar, Yar, because yeah. Yar uh, had died, obviously, at the towards the end of the first season, uh-huh. and then uh, when the timeline was changed, and I forget what season it was, like third or fourth season, wasn't it? It was anyway, called Yesterday's Enterprise. Excellent. God, that was a great episode. Yes, it was. And as soon as the timeline changes, and they're all kind of in their military garb and whatnot, yes. there's Yar back there yeah. at the, at the uh, tactical station, and, and we had seen goosebumps. we had and seen what? the girl who played Tasha yeah. as a Denise Romulan, Crosby. A Denise Crosby, yes. as a Romulan agent. Well, and it was actually I forget it was her, her name. It was uh, the it daughter. Ended up being the daughter of, of Tasha Yar. Yar. Yeah. And did they ever explain how that happened? I guess it was because of that. It was because of oh, that episode. Right, there were cross times. That's right. Yes. Yes. Because she went back in time with the the lady captain. She was captured. Man, I think I just got an ice cream headache. <laughs> Such a it's because, of the, it's because of the doomsday machine ice cream cone thing. It gave oh, you a wow. headache. Okay, so so have you put Harriman on the bottom? 
No, Harriman is still my above question, Archer. The reason I went ahead and introduced it was okay. You know what? You talked me into it. Harriman now drops below Archer. Okay. Whoa. Well, my question was going to be. Fluid show. My question was going to be, who would you rather be your captain, Harriman, oh, who apparently uh, was Archer? I'm was sorry, not prepared. No, Harriman. He wasn't. Flash really is ready eating the headphones. It. No, it's okay, buddy. You scared? He had Harriman had lots of book learning in him. Yeah. He did. He yeah. was, he was definitely a bad choice to pilot the flagship of the of the uh, Federation. Interesting bit he of got trivia. Kirk killed. Interesting yeah. bit of trivia, which I always wondered if they would go back and kind of address this in Star Trek Voyager, but an officer on the bridge of the Enterprise C uh, was played by the man who ended up playing Tuvok on Voyager. Awesome. Tim Russ. Tim yeah. Russ, yes. And I wondered if they were going to go back in Voyager. They did. There, there's an episode of Voyager where they go back to that ship. Wow. And they talk to Tuvok. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they, they do. It, it's a it's a one. Yeah, it's Tuvok's granddaddy or something. Well, it? because because uh, uh, well, you see what happened was, um, buddy, what's wrong? Yeah, now I've got an ice cream. Head. Oh no, I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> okay, uh, f- Flash the let's dog is talking about Voyager since it's lame. And we'll All go right. on to the next. Right. Uh, next up above. Harriman and then Archer is uh, Captain April, and pretty much from here up, I like all these captains. But you have to find an order. I mean, got to put, gotta list, put you got to put you, April in you there can't somewhere. Put them one A, one B, one C, one D, E, and F. You know, you have to now, have one, two, three, and four. Did the we ever actually see Captain Robert T. April? Yeah, I was yes, about to ask you. That. you did was he? Was Thank he Robert? Was it Robert T. That. April? I don't remember what his middle initial was. Perhaps I'm confusing it with Robert with James, James T. Kirk. Kirk. I think it's Robert T. April actually. Um, Robert April, you saw him in the last animated episode, the <gasps> Counter Clock Incident. Really? Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, so, that's right. Pulling that's right. You know you. You know your Star Trek <laughs> nerd. That's a really oh no, not again. And it's a, it's actually a really cool episode. I, I love those animated episodes too. I love the way they always did the um the the half face shot when yeah. the uh, you know they would only show the eye like they show someone talking, but they'd only show this much yeah. of the face, so they didn't have to animate the um, the mouth. So was that was that animated series like? the fourth year of this enterprises it was those were uh intended to be stories taking place during the fourth and fifth years of the enterprise's original mission yes okay yeah so um so we act, obviously what was that a, was were, it a flashback in that episode no what happens is uh, i'm trying to remember it's been a while since i've seen it but they get sucked through a pulsar i think into an it's not an alternate universe but uh it's a reverse universe where the sky is white and the stars are black and time runs backwards and robert april is an old man and then you got the rest of the enterprise crew well they start uh they start backing up in age and so you get to a point fairly quickly where the uh the crew of the enterprise are little children and robert april having been an old man is now like 30 and so he has to retake command of the Enterprise just to save all their, you know, just save their their selves. The reason I know about Robert April is because of the internet and because okay. of novels that I've read yeah. that people have referenced him before. I don't remember the the actual first ever reference to Robert April. You know, was it in the? I'm not sure. Was if it they in were the, the Star Trek Bible? 
I mean, hey, see, I was one of those kids that I read the world of Star Trek, <laughs> the the paperback book, you know, when it came out back in the seventies. I think it was the seventies. So I was a kid, um, but it, I don't remember them ever referencing his name on the original show. Okay. Uh, I, in fact, I I can't remember a reference to his name on any of the shows, just off the top of my head. What was the name of the episode of Star Trek, the original series? That was the very first, extremely first pilot. The original series? Yes. Well, it was The Cage, which was turned into The Menagerie, the two-parter. Yes. Okay. So, the cage was The Cage... The Cage was never shown as as a episode... Correct. ...other than being part of The Menagerie. Correct. Um, now, it was, uh, it was Robert, released as an episode after many, many years, but no, during the original run and during the original syndicated run, they never showed The Cage as a standalone episode. What, you can get it on DVD, though. What was... Okay. And Christopher Pike was the captain at that time. Yes. And was he in the black box with Jeffrey the red, and white, red, they, and green they, light? Uh, yeah. They tried to get Jeffrey Hunter to reprise his role, um, but they couldn't get him. In the menagerie? That's one of the reasons why they made um, why they made Captain Pike so disfigured and in the big black uh, you know wheelchair box. Did you ever see that episode of, of Futurama where... In order to tell stories, they had to sit in that box with just oh, a no. red and green light. <laughs> was, they that were, a, was that a reference to that? Yes. I hate to admit, I, I, I every time I see Futurama, I'm incredibly amused by it, but I almost never watch it. Really? So my, my humble apologies, uh, Futurama fans. you got a good show. I just can't hang with you on it. Mm. Uh, for it, lack it, of time, I just can't watch everything I want to watch, I you know. know? Hey, let me ask you. This kind of uh, still stays in, in, the, in the original series version, but... Um, did they ever explain this? Why all the captains have different emblems on it? Like the Star Trek has that upside down V. All the ships actually had different emblems. If you, if yeah. you saw in the original series, and, and they yeah, they, the original series. By the time you got to the next generation, they had standardized the mm. emblems. So yeah, the, you know, no matter what ship you're on, you had the same. The Enterprise emblem. became like the flagship yeah. of the Federation. But if so, you saw, you know, um, right, the original you know, series, whenever they'd see another captain, he'd have a different exactly. symbol on his. And, on his and it's like their ship. Their ship would have a different symbol. Like I, uh, in that we were just any, talking any about crew member on any other ship would have their different that ship symbol. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, uh, I was watching one. I think it was Charlie X. Uh, the other day, uh, there was a there was a ship like a like a crew like it was some a cargo type of ship, ship. Cargo ship. Yeah, and they and they had a different emblem than the yeah. Enterprise, but they were part of the Inter- uh, Federation. But anyway, I, I thought maybe there was a reason for it. But anyway, I I don't did, know why it would have been different. I guess they just thought it looked cool, and I, I thought it did. I never had yeah. any issues with that. Can, you said something a minute ago about the cage. Was it ever released as a separate episode? Um, the cage, uh, like I said, once they started releasing the episodes on videotape and uh, especially DVD, yes, you can get it on in that format. But I don't believe that um, they've. It's probably been aired since then. I, I almost guarantee you. I got um, I got cable right after Sci-Fi Bragger um, originally aired. Uh, five. I bet six, you have a toaster and a microwave too. <laughs> yeah, no, with remote controls. His by doors the way. have doorknobs. They've like got that. cords on them. And they lock from the inside instead of the outside. I lived up in uh, I, I live up in the uh, a suburb uh, north of Work, and we had the worst cable system I've ever seen since I was a kid. I mean, it was like off mic. Had, is it you had channels? No, it was I think it was TCI uh, okay. Colony. But you had apparently the original cable infrastructure because you had channels two through thirty six. You the had the slide of box, yes, and punch box. Wasted are not reflective of. <laughs> oh my well, this cable, this cable company did not give you MTV, Sci Fi, E, 
Um, anything that was even remotely edgy, they didn't have on their cable station. And uh, and this is a town that has uh, liquor stores in every corner, but they don't want you watching MTV on cable. <laughs> or sci-fi, apparently. And so I had a, a buddies of mine, uh, they re-released the, uh, the Star Trek episodes on sci-fi, I guess when sci-fi first got the rights. And they, uh, they put in, like, crew interviews and stuff, um, but they were releasing them in 90-minute chunks. So you're seeing the entire 51-minute episode with a couple oh, okay. of interviews, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff. They'd fill it out a few more minutes, not nothing big, but they were doing a 51-minute episode in a 90-minute slot. Nice. Do the math. Mm. Five minutes a show, four minutes a commercial. Oh, Five minutes a show, okay. four minutes a commercial. Excruciating. But... That was a theoretical exercise for me because I didn't have access to Sci-Fi Channel when they were doing that. So you know, the the videotapes my buddy uh, my buddies had you know when we were uh, college age you know we watched those watched you know when they're originally on we watched those but nowadays they're released in forty two minute episodes and it kind of it's kind of hard to watch because those episodes perceive such a breakneck pace because they're cutting out everything that's not directly related to the plot line. I mean, yeah. you're cutting nine minutes out of the original episodes. That's It's a 50-minute show, and you're cutting basically ten minutes out of a 50-minute show. That's it's, pretty... Did they do that simply just to fit more commercials in? Well, they did it because back in the 60s when it was airing, that's what you... A, an hour-long show had nine minutes of commercials. That's just... That was the standard. So it's just a... And by the time 1987 rolled around and Star Trek The Next Generation came out, they were down to 42 minutes in an hour-long... Um, it's just the show. nature of, of the market now, of it's, the way well, it's it works just, It's how they format television yeah. these days. It's just, it's more, just that simple. More... Uh, it seems, though, like with some shows recently, like, like um, Lost in mm-hmm. particular, it seems like... There's actually more story than the typical uh, TV show. You know, yeah. you may be or right maybe, because maybe it's because of the way they, like, um, you know, they'll start lost out. It seems like with several minutes, Alias eventually started doing this too. Uh, they would play like ten minutes of show before they ever showed a com- the first commercial yeah. or the yeah. open of the show. I mean, uh, obviously, it, it was something to draw you in and to make you stay for the rest of the show. If they could make those first few minutes, yeah, you know, I got to see how this ends up. Then they got you for the rest. Then they got you for the commercial. Well, I just watched an episode of Eureka um, last night, mm-hmm. and uh, the open hit ten minutes into the episode. Like, what's you guys Eureka? Were Eureka? Yeah. Uh, I hate to go off on a tangent here. Eureka is a great show on sci-fi. Um, oh, yes, of course. I know about what that is. This, uh, the town of, it's about this town of scientists mm-hmm. um, who Isn't are the name into, of the like, town Eureka? theoretical physics and stuff. And every week, uh, yeah, it is. The, the town's name is Eureka. And uh, you've got the, uh, a down-to-earth um, sheriff who moves in, and it's kind of the everyman... Uh, police guy who's a really nice guy trying to keep up and deal with you know all these scientists who are basically trying to blow the world up you know every week. <laughs> do and they make? Really do they cool exclaim Eureka when they Eureka! make a discovery? I have not seen that yet, nor have I seen a scientist with uh, with bushy gray hair. <laughs> I wanted to ask you one more question yes. about April. Yes, um, was he mentioned in the cage? Um. Gosh, I'm so sorry. I, I don't do think not he know. was, but and I'm just. I, I think this, you're right. This goes back to me trying to figure out where the first mention of him was, and I'm wondering because it, it may have been that animated. It episode. seems like a, it seems like it probably was, but it seems like it's a well-known fact to hardcore. Oh, uh, it's been Trek a part of Star Trek canon since that since the series that ended. April was the actual first captain. Yes, 
And he went out. Oh gosh, my numbers are confused. He, Robert April, commanded the first Enterprise, which left uh, dry dock um, twenty-seven years, I think, before Kirk took over. Wow. Christopher Pike had been captain of the Enterprise for like eleven years, I think, before Kirk took over. Do the math. Robert April had been the captain of the Enterprise for fifteen, sixteen years before he gave way to Pike, who then gave way to Kirk. Right. Okay. Um, Next on your list of captains. Okay, I'm about and to make just, Brad mad. And, and again, I'm well, sorry. You just, said, be, you you just know, said that you got to put him in order somewhere. i got to put him in some kind of order. Um, now, I, now I put, you I, may not be making me mad okay. because... Well, well that'd be cool. Um, uh, I, I did this kind of... Frank and I kind of think together, so I was kind of a little bit of a... I, I kind of you know, had my tongue on my cheek when I did this, but uh, I had Cisco uh, next up from April, uh, just underneath Janeway. <laughs> and I know. I'm sorry, Brad. Okay, you know what? I would rather <laughs> this episode. I would rather watch. <laughs> I would rather watch uh, three more seasons of Enterprise than one more episode oh, of Voyager no. with Janeway as captain. <laughs> you know. Um, you know what? S- uh, um, Cisco. He Cisco was awesome. He, he was I, awesome. I he but was, let's face it, he ran a space station. He yeah. wasn't on a ship that much. He, he there wasn't a lot of. Uh, there wasn't a lot of yeah. uh, uh, exploration Dominion, travel well, on there. You had the he Dominion was still a, War. He was still a was, decent captain when he was on. When he was on the Defiant, when he was flying the Defiant around, mm-hmm. he was able to function as a captain of a ship. Well, yeah. the Dominion War was but massive the- and epic, but you had he had the entire might of the Federation behind him and with him as he went into battle. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, the bad guys, he was more um, of an administrative type of yeah. Jay, well. And that that baseball episode, I don't know if I'll ever get over that uh, D Space Nine baseball episode. Oh my god! They were I'm sorry. That baseball so episode was pretty. And yeah, nice. no, there there, it was bad. And not every not, you know, my favorite show is going to have some stinkers. Your oh, yeah. favorite show definitely has some stinkers. Sure does. Your favorite show was loaded for the with world stinkers. is hollow and yeah, I have touched uh, the sky. That was my, a stinker. My, uh, <laughs> I seem to remember there was a WKRP. Uh, episode where they formed a baseball team, and I remember watching that episode of Deep Space Nine, thinking, "Didn't this happen at WKRP too?" Batting cleanup, Doctor Johnny Fever. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, so I had Cisco it, and Janeway is it that at you, five and four respectively. So why is it that you think Janeway is a better reason, character than Cisco? The reason I thought Janeway was a better captain, not yeah. necessarily a better Cap- character. I, I meant to say captain, um, was because Janeway was truly on her own. Again, Cisco had the support and and you know, he had Federation around him whenever he needed it. That's, you know. Janeway was so completely cut off that you know, it's frankly a miracle that the the Voyager crew lived through it. Yeah, I mean, they a, got that is so much good, trouble I'll so many times. That to you. And, That's you know, a very good they're, point. They're literally generations away, no pun intended, from getting back to their home space, much less back to Earth. And, and they anything the mar- they run, the, the, the marquee yeah. on there. And you know what? There's no dry dock mm-hmm. in the quadrant they're in. You know, there's no chance to pull into you know Starbase four eighty nine. And but they just happen to find they just happen to find a planet every once in a while that that had what they needed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know they had some interesting Voyager episodes where. They were running low, yeah. and they were about to run out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they okay, were I just very worried about it. Battlestar Galactica, the new version of Battlestar Galactica, has had some had yes. an episode or two that was very much like that in this previous season. But I, I kind of like the way Voyager did it. I just I'm saw sorry. your top Battlestar three Galactica choices of your of your yes. list here. 
Yes. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Continue. I don't get it. Well, let, 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 let him go. Let him go. Because look, we're down to three okay. minutes. We got to okay. get moving. Well, we'll, okay. we'll go a little farther. Third on my list. No, I want you to list off yes. three, two, one like that. Okay. I want you to give them all to us right here at the end. All right. Number three. Picard. Pike Kirk. Picard. Pike is number two. And Kirk is number one. Pike was crazy. awesome. I can Pike see. Pike was awesome. I can t- you need to go back and watch the Menagerie. Or that the was cage. one episode. One. Yeah. Did, he, did he really do any Captain Lee things no, in that episode? No, it was mainly because uh, I thought until uh, did you get lost until in Picard, his eyes? <laughs> he was dreamy, man. Um, until Picard dreamy got well into the series uh, again, it, it just it completely ruined my mind frame every time the board cube would come up to them. And Picard would look at everybody and go, options. It's like, you're the captain, dude. Or even better was, yet, you know, there's five, you know, Klingon ships around us getting ready to fire. Conference. It was everybody a new, to the ready room. It was what? a new century. Now do something. It was a new century. Well, yeah. I mean, Picard was a new things, captain for a new century. Things, but, but things it, but it, operated and, differently and, but it is between the, military, the 23rd and 24th. It is the military, and you always defer to I give, the rank. I give Pike the edge because Pike was literally charting new territories. Um, how many times did Picard literally go where no man or woman has gone before? That's true. Hey, um, do you think Pike could be assimilated into the Borg and deal with it the way Picard did? No. You know what? Once, no, I don't. Once you got past the best of both worlds two-parter, I, I liked Picard's character a lot more from that point. He did... I don't know if I'm just romanticizing the hazy recollections of the show, but it seemed like from that point on, he was a lot more definitive and in command and much less likely to... Uh, let's see. Eight uh, eight tholians are about to uh, encase us in their webbing and will disappear forever. The conference. Yeah, you know, just like stop. Yeah. And why was the doctor always in the conference? <laughs> I don't know. And why? And, and why was the empath giving him advice? It's like I realize that she was the counselor too. But you know, come on, she's not making policy for you. You need to decide whether to fire phasers or not. You know. <laughs> And there were so many episodes. Okay, angry Captain, the, the first couple confused. of seasons, there were more than one episode where Picard almost literally gave up. I mean, uh, what was the uh, the episode where the children got taken? Um, All these reasons you know you're given. Yes, I can totally buy. Okay, why you would put Picard as number two behind Kirk? I can okay. totally see it. I'm, I just can't get over the fact that you put Pike as number two when he was in one episode. Again, it was mildly tongue-in-cheek. I just thought Brad, Pike, Pike, Pike had, was that good. <laughs> <laughs> he, all he needed was one episode. Maybe it's because Pike never did anything that made me mad. He, he didn't oh, have you know, okay. a very small sample group to work with, but Pike never did anything that actually made me stand up and go, why am I watching this? You know why? You know why? Because yeah. it was in one episode. It was because I'm a Star Trek addict and I'll watch anything with a Star Trek logo on it. Okay. Now, okay, I, I don't watch the, Let's the take, I don't watch the web the, Let's take Pike out of the equation. Okay, that's fine. Let's take Pike out of the Kirk equation. Still, I respect Kirk your, still wins. your. I respect your wanting to put him on the list, and you know he needs his props. But Kirk versus Picard, dude. Kirk that's talked, always Kirk. That's always been a machines into killing themselves. Okay, <laughs> beat that Picard. <laughs> Kirk. Kirk. One of my is, favorite episodes, which I'm, I'm dying gonna, to see, the remake, the, the the new HD version of, is the ultimate computer. If it's aired, somebody like email into the show and let me know that I missed it, and then I'll cry like a baby. <laughs> but 
I cannot wait to see the Ultimate Computer someday because in the original show, I love the setup. They put the M5 computer on board, which is making command decisions. Literally, it's changing. You know, it, they give the M5 the the mission. Um, and the M5 carries it off. I mean, everything from leaving orbit to setting warp speed to, to you know, what direction we're traveling. And then the M5, which is based on the brain engrams of its creator. Well, unfortunately, the creator seems like he's a little bit unbalanced. And so M5, you know, obviously it goes bad. And Kirk has to talk the M5 into killing itself. He did the same thing in uh, I Mud. Um, he did the same thing in uh, the Changeling, which we referenced mm-hmm. in, the, in the previous episode. Um, so you know, and and Kirk got the ladies. I realized that <laughs> that Picard got Vosh, you know, and yeah, it's, it's all well and good. Hey, Crusher's but, Crusher's nothing to bark at. Yeah. Hey. Oh. 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 Here's why Pike is ahead of Picard. Pike. Ryan Slave Girl. There you go. Oh, Ryan oh, Slave yeah. Girl. You remember that. I you remember, remember that. that. Hey, it may have been just in his mind, but it was real to me. <laughs> I was a kid. I loved that stuff. That was... And I still think... I, I was uh, doing a uh, top ten list of my my favorite uh, original series episodes. I don't have that list with me. But I can tell you that the Menagerie was probably like number five. And that was a lot a great, of them were... That was a great episode. Uh, what I like... Uh, the original series, um, I love the... Uh, I love the entire thing. I especially love the first half of the first season where the lighting was different. Spock's hair was still kind of jagged. Uh, you saw him and smile Spock's, yeah, occasionally. Spock's inconsistent. It, it took him a while to get his character settled. Exactly. I was watching an episode last night. In fact, it was the, the one about what are little girls made of. Oh, I told you to watch that. Did which, you, what which, did you think? I thought it was one of the strangest things I've ever seen. Wasn't that awesome, yeah. though? I just I loved the weirdness of that episode. That and, and, and the one that I'd dude, watched before. Tell me, if you're in that was, cave... And rock is coming to throw you into a five thousand foot chasm. I mean, that episode scared me. I I mean, it scared me as a kid. And the the first half of the first season, you had a lot of episodes that almost played out like like almost Twilight Zone, almost nightmarish stuff is happening. And I just Mud's Women was was another one that was like really bizarre. And Kirk was incredibly buff and really thin. And man, they'd always put that eye light on him. You know, Mm -hmm. he'd be kind of kicked back in his chair, and they'd have that light across the bridge of his nose. And you know, by the third season. Yeah, everything was flat lit and you know they didn't put they didn't splash different colors in the walls behind them in the scenes by the third season it seemed like you're in a walmart you know as far as the lighting <laughs> is concerned everything is flat lit and, the light in that know. in that cage uh, cave uh in the uh where, what little girls are yes. made of, it it was like purple and orange yeah. and yellow and red and i'm like man they did the same thing. I was watching Charlie X. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we we saw the we saw it. Uh, you know, it aired a couple weeks ago, and we uh, we all saw it. And uh, there's one scene where they're in the hallway, and they're kind of uh, facing against a T intersection. And so you're looking uh, at this wall behind them, and there must have been seven or eight different colors splashed on that wall. You had orange, green, and purple, <laughs> and blue, and red, and, and it just it looked like a cartoon. And they stopped doing that. You know, uh, by the time they were halfway through the first uh, season. I watched twelve episodes or so. I watched Miri last night also with the little all the, yeah, the planet the, I, the other Earth. I found that episode. I found any you know Hodgkin's law of parallel planet development. I thought was yeah. crazy. Well, um, they never did in that episode. They never did explain why this other Earth was there. Well, they did the same thing, and um, they had the uh, um, oh oh dear heavens, um, 
they went to the uh, the planet where the Nazis had taken over because right. John Gill, the ship's commander, had instituted, you know. And then they go to uh, the bread and circuses uh, where they go to the planet where the Romans are still in power and it's like the 20th century and mm-hmm. they've got cars and they still have gladiatorial games. And they, they did that, you know, over and over again. The Omega Glory, which had another starship captain gone bad, which was one of the great things about the old series is the starship captain gone bad. Was they didn't that, have enough of that. Was that the one where everyone lived forever? Yes, Yes, and, and, and you they had read the, from the Constitution, you had the Yangs and, and the, the Combs, yeah. and yeah, and the, the end that. of the episode, it's just it, the finale of the episode. The conclusion is hard to take oh. as they they Have bring in the they bring in the the tattered American yes, flag, and it's just. You know, he starts reading I, Eplob Mista, and, and Kirk is sitting there scrunching his brow up, and it's like, oh, wait, I know what this is. Oh, it's the preamble to the Constitution. Now I we got it. We the people. Yes. Most of the original series episodes <laughs> I saw years ago yeah. when I was like 10, 11, you know, on Channel 39 back in the day. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember a lot of them, so that's why I started getting them through the Blockbuster account and started watching Beautiful. them over again. But, um. That uh, in the in the episode Mary one, it showed the kids when they were hiding out in their little playroom. Yeah, it was splashed full of color. You know, it that episode just, always yeah. weirded me out, man. I just never liked that one. I, yeah, um, I was uh, I was also reading. I, I know we're running out of time here, but oh, we're um, out. this um, uh, this this research I was doing, uh, I was reading a little bit, and uh, I couldn't believe what I was reading. Um, Roddenberry, when he went to make his in- initial pitches uh, mm-hmm. to get Star Trek on the air, he gave them, and, and I'm sorry, I don't have those notes with me. I, I meant to bring the book, and I did blah, blah, blah. I know. Um, but Roddenberry gave the networks four different tacks the show might take. One of them, his original idea for Star Trek, according to this book, uh, Captain's Logs, is an unauthorized uh, biography. It's, it's one of those big coffee table type books. Right, right. Um, but one of his original concepts for the series was they go to a different parallel Earth every single episode. He uh, portrayed that as a way to keep the cost down on the show because you could always use you know Earth-like settings. You didn't have to create oh, alien environments okay. and spend the money for whatever those sets might cost. Boy, I'm really glad um, that that didn't work that Me way. too, dude. Well, that, that came those... back 20 years later as sliders on <laughs> Sci-Fi Network. I liked sliders. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I just never got into it. Yeah, the last season of sliders was was unwatchable. Mm. But yeah, whatever. Really quickly, because we are uh, in in we're in the negative minutes right oh, now. Um, are you excited? Are you looking forward to this new J.J. Abrams directed? You know, Star I know Trek almost that, nothing about it. Supposed to, I know that um, it's going to deal with. And recently, I found out that most of the original series characters are going to be in this movie. Really, younger versions of them. Oh, okay. And uh, Leonard Nimoy and now William Shatner are participating. Really, as old Kirk and old Spock in this oh, new thing. Oh wow! Probably, I'm. You know, if I'm thinking they're maybe they'll frame it. It'll be a frame. They'll be in the framing story. It'll start yeah. out, and then they'll talk about. Hey, remember that time back in the academy? <laughs> when, you know, and so we'll see, we're going to see them, but. But there's been calls. There's been a character call outs for young. Uh, they've already got Sp- uh, Spock cast the okay. guy from Heroes. Cyber. Well, I know who should do Kirk. Matt hey, Damon. You think so? You think Matt Damon think can pull it That's not the and first you know time he, I've heard he that. Ser- he's serious enough. I, I think that you know. Uh, I bet you he seeing would. Him, we'll see him in the Bourne movies. Yes. And I don't. I don't think the Bourne movies. I, I know a lot of people who think the Bourne movies are the greatest dang things that have ever been filmed. And I think they're good. They don't really grab me. Boring. Where it might possibly hurt. Boring. I think they're really good. 
I was but telling, I think that Matt Damon could pull it off. Yeah, I, I, I was telling Brad those the, those born movies are like Chinese food. Like at the when you're watching it, it's like, oh, it's great. You know, that's a stuff. good analogy. But then, like a couple days later, it's like, what was that movie about? I seem to remember it was great. But There's a reason happened? they call him Born. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the third one was better than the I other two. I haven't seen the third but, one. Yet. Um, but thinking about you know, because I recently saw that third one, thinking about him in that in that movie. I could def- I could really see him pulling off a young Shatner. I mean, cause uh, he, young Kirk. You know, I mean. he's got that. He's yeah. got that. He's got the hair. He's got the basic look. I think he's got the demeanor. I could see him doing which that. would be incredibly important. I mean, I Guess couldn't what? see we're about to Robert do. Downey Jr. We're about to, Captain we're about Kirk. to break the forty-minute mark. Okay, let's wrap oh, it up. We can't do that. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We had a great time, Bill. You're <laughs> thank invited you all. Appreciate any time back. Um, remember yes, halfhourwasted.com or uh, halfhourwasted at gmail.com visit our forum and we will catch you next week with something different on a half hour wasted bye Bill bye, bye hello bye. bye Captain we broke 40 minutes yay bye guys